1: Welcome to today's episode, guys. So honored to have you with me. So honored to have an amazing guest today on the podcast. So, my guest today is Ed Troxel. Ed is a video coach and online marketing consultant. He teaches solopreneurs and agents how to stop chasing leads and start attracting them with video right from their phones. He removes all the pressure and all the overwhelming things that you know, happen with video from planning to recording to sharing online. And he just simplifies it. Ed is a former Apple Inc. employee. So I know we're really we're going to go down that path of things he learned at Apple. And he just brings a unique skill set to the table from sales, marketing, marketing, strategizing systems and processes to teaching the importance of showing up as yourself on video so that you can stand out from the competition and become the realtor that people want to work with. Parker Nash uh, in TLF, who I interviewed a few weeks ago, made a connection to Ed And when me and Ed got on the phone, I felt like it was like a friend that I it was so weird. We were talking for the first time. I feel like we had known each other for years because it's just it was great connection, great energy. And I was like, please be on the show. And so, Ed, thanks so much. I'm so glad to have you with us today.
0: Yeah, no, thank you so much for having me. And I agree. It's like instant connection. And we were like, let's make this happen.
1: (laughs) yeah i appreciate it so much and like i said i mean even before we started recording i talk to video people all the time i haven't really found someone that's teaching realtors how to do this well and you do and so i'm like i wanted to have a conversation so thanks so much i'm excited to dive into you know what you're doing and how you've built your business
0: yeah this is gonna be a great conversation i hope everyone's ready and has a pen and paper to take some notes (laughs)
1: <laughs> that's right man. So so I gave a brief intro into you know what you're doing with the video coaching. Tell us like how the heck you got into this? Like what made you decide this business is something that's not there in the marketplace that I need to start and just kind of give us more about, you know, your background.
0: Yeah. Uh so it's funny, I guess I kind of fell into it because when I first started my business, I was trying to figure out how am I going to generate my own leads? Where am I going to get these leads from? How am I going to be able to stand out from all these other online coaches and marketers, right? And so for me, when I left my full-time job at Apple to do entrepreneurship full-time and have this business, I realized that the only thing that I could do differently to stand out from the sea of other agents slash entrepreneurs was to get on front of the camera, be on video. Now that terrified me. We can talk about that later, but um, (laughs) able to get on video and share my voice and let people see me. I knew that that was what's going to make me stand out because not no one else was really doing that. And even to this day, while video is still popular, it's still very, very much untapped for a majority of business owners, and that includes agents. You know, I look at agents and entrepreneurs as one, and that is something that we all have to learn how to run a business, and we all have to learn how to generate our own leads and be able to nurture them and be able to close those deals because that's what's gonna help us help more people and survive here in these online streets and in real life.
1: Yeah, it's so true, man. And I love this conversation. What has been your experience with realtors? Like, uh, you know, and I'm kind of preaching to the choir here. I need to get better at video. Why are realtors and entrepreneurs so reserved about being on video? Is it a fear of not having the equipment? Is it a fear of I don't like how I look or sound? Is it, oh, I need too much in post-production. It's not worth my time. Like, D, all of the above, or is there like one that you see?
0: (laughs) I was just going to say D, all of the above right there. (laughs) Yeah. It always comes down to all of those. And what I find typically is there's two buckets that people fall into. One is they're afraid of being on camera and, and there's reasons around that, or they don't mind being on camera. They just don't know what to do on camera right? They don't know what to say. They don't know what to show or or share. And so it's usually those two buckets that they fall into. And while most people want to know, especially me being the techie, most people want to know, okay, well, what camera should I use? What microphone should I use? What, what lighting <laughs> should I have? What background should I have? None of that. You shouldn't have any of that because at the end of the day, you are still not going to do what you need to do, which is show up in front of the camera and record your videos. The tech pieces can come later. And and so tech usually holds people up um, because they'll buy the expensive equipment. They'll spend all the money because it's easy to spend the money. It's hard to actually take action and put things into motion. And so if you're listening and you have that expensive mic or that camera, but you're not using it because it's sitting in the closet at point right there right it's like that's the problem it's you want to make sure that you start where you are and start with what you have and if you want to build up from there and get fancier and get that expensive equipment by all means do it because you'll actually use it yeah well and i think what is so
1: interesting is so many people are like i need to wait for the right equipment i need to wait for the right equipment while we're walking around with a $1,300 phone, the most expensive equipment that we all have. And we're we're not like, oh, yeah, we should just do it. Plus, and I'm sure you see this, like the stuff that people love is, hey, look at this house. Hey, I'm at this showing. You don't want to roll out with this huge. I even told you when we connected, you know, I have I have one of the DJ emoji or I said that wrong, but like one of the gimbals for your phone that I don't even really carry with me because it's like awkward to like, what am I going to do? Go to a showing and like be in selfie mode. No, like just go with your camera. And so I think, man, I love what you're saying about how it's hard to take action because part of it is just like, you already have the stuff you have the you're listening to this probably on
0: the only device that you need to what? record video. Is that right? A hundred percent. And here's the cool thing too. And that's what I teach my clients is how to use their phones. Cause that's with them all the time as agents, you're carrying your phone 24 seven. It's always on and hopefully fairly updated in terms of the actual phone being fairly new within the last two years or so. Right. So you're going to have the best camera and you're going to not have to worry about so much about having, you know, shaky hands and, and having, you know, crazy microphones and things like that. It, what you're listening to us right now in the palm of your hands, you have the phone and you have the headphones, which most likely have the microphone in it. So you could record your videos literally after this show and be said.
1: That's it. You better listen to this podcast episode and then record a video for your business and let me and Ed see it. Yes. <laughs> That's really good, man. Um, so take us back, right? Former Apple Inc. employee. Right. Like how did how did, if at all, some of this, some of what you learned there, um, I've been in, you know, connecting with Parker and then you was so cool because like I'm hearing all about like the inside of Nike and then like we connected. I'm like hearing about the inside of Apple, two of the biggest brands in the world. What were some things you took away from your time at Apple that really made you say, Oh, it's about the presentation. Oh, it's about like the technology. Like, was there anything that you took away and what were some of those lessons?
0: Yeah, it's really simplifying. I mean, that's that's what it really comes down to is simplifying and really being able to understand that you have to have the right teacher teaching you how to simplify these things, right? Yeah. We can all Google. We all know how to Google. And if you don't, you'll learn real quick. right? And and you'll be bombarded with your search results and you can watch hours and hours of YouTube videos and learn, but it's having the right teacher who already knows the information, who can break it down for you in in a way that matches with your learning style and doesn't overwhelm you. And so that's one of the biggest things I've always been a teacher ever since I can remember, especially because I've always been a techie and I can speak Pretty technical stuff, but break it down for the average everyday person. And so being able to take these complex things like iPhones and Macs and and be able to break them down into, what do you need? What are you looking for? Like you come into the store and you want a iPhone. Great. Do you need the 256 gigabyte one? Probably not. But let's take a look at what are you thinking about using it for, you know, and let's match your needs to the product versus let me try to sell you the most expensive thing on on the floor.
1: I feel embarrassed now because I've got the one terabyte phone and it's like almost maxed out. But okay. yeah, John definitely needed. I need like a two terabyte version, but not everyone needs more than 256 gigabytes. Right.
0: So it's really just being able to break that down and, you know, to be able to teach Uh, clients as well. Like we would have workshops for the public and for uh, small business owners and being able to teach them really what they needed to know and not what this book that came from corporate office said we should cover because they're not on the ground level with people who are using these every day and really need to know X, Y, Z. So it's all about finding the right teacher who can help break that content down for you because that's what's gonna make a huge difference in your business and how you move forward and what sets you up for the future.
1: Yeah, that's, and I love not scripting this cause then I get to like think of questions as we go that like make sense. Okay, so I feel like, and I've done episodes about Apple and I said, um, get, you know, I did one where I talked about giving out great service like, an, like the Apple store where I talked about like, hey guys, I went in looking for a computer For my business they kind of asked what i was looking for i said i might get the mac mini or you know the imac whatever and i and i said to them like hey what what should i do and literally and i feel like apple is the only place that this has happened they said to me they said honestly if we were you we would i think this was six months ago they're like we would wait for the event in a month they might announce a new mac mini uh, maybe they won't and so it ended up being the Mac studio and i got like the most oh. expensive like but all that to say i was so thankful that they told me most stores just try to sell you is that something intentional that they teach because like i feel like they uh, could have just been like get this we you, like and try to sell me but instead the fact that they said honestly i would wait a month and then come back i did
0: yeah and and so that's Do they teach that? Not really specifically, but that just tells me that you got a really good person because they're not on commission. I mean, that's the thing. So the employees are not on commission, right? So it really doesn't matter, but you got somebody who again was more of what I'm gonna call the teacher because they cared about your needs and what you wanted, which of course, Apple teaches that, that part of it, but really they had your best intentions at heart. Um, because you could have gotten somebody who was sales focused and wanted to meet their numbers and could have said, no, you know what, this is the best, go ahead and buy it and run with it. And let's get you with the extra memory and add it on there. So it's different. Right. And I mean, even when I was there, that was my thing where I was not about the sale. I always said, don't worry about the numbers worry about establishing and growing the relationship and the sale will come later. And it always did. And just like you came back to the store for that employee, I had people that came back to the store and even waited 30 minutes to an hour just to work with me, even though that had nothing to do with them getting extra bonuses or me bonuses, but Mm -hmm. they wanted to do that on a busy weekend. Right. And so that just speaks volume and that's what you want to have with people that you're working with.
1: I do think, too, like, I mean, again, I've got all the Apple stuff. Part of it is when you treat people the right way, they want more when your products and services sync so well together. Right. I love that I can be doing something here on the computer um, and they've made it simple, right? Like I can be texting and now not only can I get my iMessages on my computer, but also my regular text messages and it when it's simple, People want more. I used to be. It's so funny. I'm just thinking about this now. I used to be in banking and, you know, we all get those letters in the mail all the time. Oh, come to our bank for $250. Come to our bank and open a new checking account. Well, so the banks I was at, they want you to expand the client's relationship to have three, four, five, six, seven accounts. Because if you've just got a checking account, you might walk out the door for $250 from Wells Fargo or bank of America or whoever it is. But if you've got all these accounts and investments there, you're probably less likely to leave. So it's just about treating people the right way.
0: Yeah. And it's all comes down to how you show up. That's key here, right? Like it's all about how you show up in the places that you go. So when we're thinking about video and when we're talking about agents being out and about, it's all how you show up. And again, you want to show up as yourself and be more authentic. You don't want to have this Instagram picture, perfect lifestyle portrayal. If that's not you, like that's too hard to keep up and people are going to see right through it. And so we're blessed to be in a stage in life right now where we can be more ourselves. In fact, We should be more ourselves online. And people are more accepting of that. And the algorithms, talking about social media, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Mm -hmm. all of them, they are favoring more original video content with original sounds. And so I'm dropping these, these seeds that I'm hoping that you, the listener, are picking up, that you are the expert, you matter, And the way that you show up matters. And that's why you should be recording your videos. I know I'm throwing that all out there, but
1: no, (laughs) I can't write fast enough because that's so good. The original sounds and you are the expert as you coach people. Do you have people that are like, oh, I don't know enough or nervous about how they look and how they sound?
0: A hundred percent. And in fact, That's why when I work with my clients, I actually don't start with the tech that comes later down the line. We actually start with mindset because that is the equipment, basically the only equipment that you need to get right and have on point. And so we start with that mindset part because there's a lot of things that we got to shift. Sometimes it's it's how we look, how we sound. Sometimes it's not knowing enough. Right. Mm -hmm. And I just want to remind agents that you are the expert, you went through the trainings, you spent the time, the money, all the things doing what you're doing right now to get to where you're at. And hopefully you'll continue your training, right? Because you want to stay top of mind. And you want to be able to know what's going on in the market and stay ahead of the curve as much as possible. Mm -hmm. And have all of that stored inside of your brain. Now we need you to start sharing that. And why not? Because once you start sharing that and people get to know, like, and trust you through your video content, which is the next best thing to you being in person, then you're going to start seeing that return on that investment come back. You're going to start getting questions. You're going to start having conversations with more qualified leads than before, right? And that's going to lead to you getting into the position of, getting that listing and then going to that next stage with that client and potentially the rest of their family. Right. So it really comes down to taking what you know, because you know so much breaking it down and start sharing that, which again, that, that can be complicated, breaking it down, which is why you have the right teacher to help you with that. But just know that you are the expert, you're smart and you're fully capable of doing this and you will do this. You just need to start where you are.
1: Yeah. And I think the biggest thing, too, is like with that, I don't like the way I sound. I don't like the way I look. So many of us, I I have gotten caught up in it. And it's like and guess what? Your clients who work with you know, that's how you sound and how you look and they work with you anyway. So like. You can't be someone on video if you don't like the way you sound. It's so funny because like when I record these podcast episodes, I don't even listen. Once it's done, it's done because I don't like hearing my voice. People clearly don't hate my voice. I mean, maybe people, but they're listening. So they can't hate my voice that much. And I'm teaching them. So it's just, I've had to get over it. The way I get over it is like, I don't listen. It's so funny that like my wife will listen to my show. And I'm like, don't you dare listen to that where I'm around. You better, I better be out of the house for you to listen to it. Because I hate it so much. But everyone, all of us are our biggest critic. All of us Uh are like, oh, I don't like this thing on my face or this thing in my voice or my New York accent, right? But everybody else is so concerned about how they look and sound that they don't really care how you look and sound. And so that's a huge piece of this, isn't it?
0: Oh, 100%. And listen, as I mentioned earlier, when I first started, I kind of fell into the video coaching part because I knew I had to stand out for myself, for my business. And at the time, I was just doing web design and tech support. And the only way I was going to stand out was to get in front of the camera. I didn't want to be in front of the camera. I was like, whoa, I see that this is what I need to do to get more leads and to close more deals. But I also know that that's not something I'm wanting to do. And so I had to have a long talk with myself as to why this was going to be the best decision for my business. And that literally was the only way my business was going to survive. And thankfully, seven years later, here we are still. And I really want to emphasize the power of video because I didn't like the way my voice sounded. I didn't like seeing myself on camera. I was always the guy behind the camera. I get it. And that's why I had to do that work, internal work, so that I could have those external things happen, right? And so- Anybody who's facing that as well, understand that you too can, can see through that and you'll be able to make those shifts and you want to be able to make those shifts because video is not going anywhere. And <laughs> like you said, if I met you in person and we went to the coffee shop, I want to be able to see the same person that I see in person as well as online. Yeah. Like, that that comes to a trust thing, by the way, for those who are thinking, oh, yeah. well, I want to have a, a really good filter on because here's the thing. We all want to look a little more presentable, right? <laughs> men, women, we all want to look more presentable. But I know it's easier for men than for women. I get that. Um, and, and I work with uh, a lot of my clients are women. And so it's finding that one thing that really makes you feel comfortable. Um, you know, like I have one client who she just needs lip gloss. Lip gloss is her thing, Right. I like to have a cup of water. I know it's not, you know, clothing or whatever, but I like to have a cup of water near me so I can grab it and hold on to it as almost, you know, a comfort thing, and and it helps me stay focused. So find something that works for you, um, and you can wear. Listen, if you want to wear your wacky old t-shirt with holes, wear it, but put on something a little bit nicer over it, so that way you know you got that comfort going on mm-hmm. and then you can work in your videos easier and feel more confident doing it. So you have to find these, these little things here and there to make it work. But the point is, is that don't let that stop you and make sure that you're not putting on this face online that is completely different than what it is in person, because here's the thing. If you do that, you are going to create a trust issue because When people see you, it's not if, when, when they see you in the opposite spotlight and they don't recognize you, there's some confusion. They're like, wait, is this, this?" there's going to be some trust issues happening. They're not going to be sure if they can trust you. And that is going to carry over into your work. And so really be cautious of that. Like I get people who see me online and who have met me in person and they're like, oh my gosh, it's really you. And you're the same. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I am. Yeah. And, and it comforts, right. And it validates even more what they were already thinking of you. Yeah. So just keep that in mind, because nowadays we have filters and we have all these things that can really alter our appearance, which may seem fun or cool in the moment. But when we're looking at this as a long term strategy, and a way for us to grow our business sustainably for the future, we want to make sure that we're taking the right steps to build that trust. Because it, once it's broken, it, it's hard to get that. Yeah. Back.
1: No, so good, man. So good. And again, I could put a filter on that takes off this, that fixes my eyebrow and takes off this spot on my face. And guess what? Then the client's going to see me at a house and yes. <laughs> say, wait, oh, you actually look like that. I thought you looked nice. <laughs> so tell us more so video has shifted. Right. And we talked about this briefly. And after this, I want to talk about like if you ever have are insecure about getting on video because we talked about that when we chatted a few yeah. weeks ago. But so as video shifts, I know that in my real estate membership, I've been encouraging people get on video, get on video, get on video. I'm trying to improve in this. And then the minute they got on video and on stories, Facebook shifted. And so for those of you that don't know, and I'll just make it brief, but basically Facebook used to show stories like when you were on your mobile app, the first thing you saw at the top was the most recent stories. And I know people that would click my stories. I would get a you know a couple hundred views on each story. Now that has shifted where the default view is now to see reels you know, instead of stories. So you are only going to see stories if you are searching for them and click them. So Ed, in a situation like that, how do you encourage people? Do you just say, hey, you need to be doing short form videos? What do you say to the people that are frustrated? Well, like, oh, well, I was trying stories, but now Facebook has changed the algorithm. Do you just, is it, hey, embrace it because the 60 second short form video is here to stay? Is that, is that the lesson?
0: Well, yeah, so here's the thing. The market is always gonna shift, right? We know that as agents, we know that the, the market's always gonna shift, so we can't really predict what's gonna happen. Same thing we're going to translate that over to social media. It's the same thing. The social media platforms are always going to be changing. We don't own them. We can't change them. We can only use them to the best of our abilities. And so, yes, you can get mad at the algorithms and hate Facebook as much as you want. That's fine. But let's put on our business hats and understand that these are free platforms that we can use To generate more business, to showcase our expertise, to attract our ideal audience and to get things moving in terms of our leads and our listings and our clothes. Right? So our mission should not be to build our business on a social media platform. Layering it on top of other things like our website, our email list. And whatever else you got going on in your business are definitely great ways of going about social media. And, and I really want to emphasize do not rely on one social media platform. I know so many people who rely on Instagram for a variety of different businesses, and that's their thing. Like, right? I just use my Instagram as my website, and, and that's where I get my messages, and that's where I sell through there. Listen. It's great that that's convenient for you, Mm -hmm. but I will tell you, if you do that, you will regret it later because there will be a day, maybe today, maybe tomorrow, maybe seven years down the line, there will be a day where your account gets shut down. Yeah. It has happened. And I will tell you firsthand, it has happened to me, which thankfully I was prepared and I knew better, but still- it happened to me. And I said, you know, seven years later, pretty much. Um, (laughs) It's one of those things I don't want you to rely on these platforms solely for your business. Incorporate them into what you're doing. Just like if you're cold calling door knocking, great. Add in the social media
1: platform
0: and video. The more that you can add in and layer the better. And yes, it's going to take time. And I know you're already strapped for time, which is another thing to focus on in the beginning So I talked about how I work with clients on mindset. Well, the next thing is time management, because if you don't have your time organized, you're going to mess up all day long. You're going to overbook. You're going to constantly be running from one place to the next, and you're never going to get things done. Basically, the biggest excuse I hear is I don't have time to record video. And I say it's an excuse because you haven't built up the habits to allow for video to become part of your routine, whether that's daily, weekly. I won't go monthly. We'll just say daily or weekly.
1: Yeah, (laughs) Uh, well, and that's, you know, I have people that are like, I don't have time to post on social media. And I'm like, let's just start with once a week, right? Or like, because I post about real estate and my podcast like I probably need to be posting once a day on my social media because of all the stuff I need to get done and posted. That might be overwhelming to you, you know, you, the listener who hasn't used social media for your business. So don't try to be me. Don't try to be Ed. Okay, what's one next step? How can you do? Okay, you can record one 60 second video once a week. Yes, you can. And guess what? I I love the phrase. I'm going to I'm going to try not to butcher it. Done is better than perfect. Your video is not going to be perfect because you're human and you're not perfect. And so you just need to put it out there. What 60 seconds and real quick and I will. I'd love for you to just take one minute and tell us because, you know, you you just talked about and I wasn't going to ask this, but now I, I think it's a great question. You've talked about not having all your business on one one thing doing social, but doing a website, doing a newsletter. And I think now you know where I'm going, because when we connected, I said to you, I said, hey, I'm on your email newsletter and it's one of the best email newsletters I read. I don't send it to spam. Like I enjoy it and I open it. So can you take 60 seconds? Tell us how the heck. And at the end, we'll get all the links so people can sign up for it. How the heck did you create an email newsletter with content that people want to open rather than, oh, no, another spammy email? Because (laughs) because I wasn't the first. You said many people have told you that the emails are really well done.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I again, I appreciate that. And yes, it's it actually has blown me away, to be honest, because wow as much as I talk about video, I'm sure people have heard email marketing, right? And for me starting out email marketing, I was terrified of it. I knew about it I knew how to do it, but I was terrified because I felt like I was gonna be judged because my grammar wasn't gonna be good. And that, you know, I wasn't gonna have the right things to say. And what do you come up with the subject line? Because that's the first thing, that's your hook. If We're talking about videos, yeah. do I, How do we get people in? And so, you know, again, it was me going through and one saying that I was going to do this, giving myself permission to do it Two, going in and starting. Now my emails, even to this day are not perfect. Um, but starting out, gosh, they were a nightmare and I feared writing them. Now I can't wait to write them. And my subject lines actually stay the same, which this is what blows me away is that I literally only changed the number on my subject line. And somehow that still gets people to open and has blown me away with my open rates. And so it's something that, again, you have to find what works for you. And you're only going to do that if you actually start. Yeah, That's the biggest thing. I, I like to work out. So I just like to relate it to the gym. So a quick example is if you are wanting to lose weight or gain muscle, what are you going to do about it? Well, let's just say you want to go to the gym. Okay. But you don't go inside. You just drive to the gym and then (laughs) drive home. As crazy as that sounds, that's establishing the habit. And after probably a couple of days or a couple of weeks, depending on that schedule, you start doing that. You're going to want to go inside the gym. And I forget who it was, but there was somebody um, who had a story like that, where he ended up going into the gym, spent five minutes, he wouldn't stay any longer, and then left. And he, he did that for, we'll just say it, several weeks, if not a couple months, before he finally got comfortable being there and working out. Mm-hmm. And, and his goal was to lose weight. And so the point is, is that you have to start, and again, start where you are. Don't get those excuses. Well, I need the lights. I need the space. I, I got to get the kids out of the background. I got to, what you've got to do is understand that video is what you need to include in your marketing. Video is a long-term game here. Yes, you can get some quick results at times, but that's not the goal. The goal is to be in it for the long haul. The goal is to be consistent. To show up as yourself, whether that's imperfect or not, it doesn't matter. Show up as yourself and be consistent. And I love that you mentioned the once a a week thing, because that's a lot of times what I start with with my clients is we're going to do this once a week, literally once a week. That's why we work on time management, because I know that you can find the time once a week to record a video. Yeah. Want to do more? Great. But you can record one video that you can start building that habit and then again, you can always increase if you want later, but let's not jump to that, especially another thing we this uh, we're kind of jumping for a second, but this came up as well is another thing people focus on is not just the tech and what to say and how to say it and how they look, but When's the best time to post?
1: Oh my goodness. I hate that
0: question. I'm like, you're not posting because you're trying to figure out the best time. Uh. Thank you. Yes. So if you guys are struggling with that question, when is the best time to post? The best time to post is when you can post. Yeah. That's the best time. Because again, (laughs) until you build the habit, you should not be worrying about all these other things. You got to start and you got to start with recording videos.
1: Well, and Ed, think about it. If you like imagine if you're coaching me right now and and like, um, like imagine if you were say there's a good time to post. But imagine being like, yes, it's 3 p.m. on Thursdays. And I'm like, oops, I had a meeting. It's 5 p.m. on Thursday. Nope. I got to wait till next week. Like, how how stupid does it sound like? And I'm not insulting people because I think we all do it. But yeah, but done is better than not done at all right and so maybe posting it at three in the morning because that's when worked for you and so the algorithm you don't get as many views right
0: away is still better than not posting it all with no views exactly and the other thing too for anybody who's listening who is like wait a minute can't i schedule that yeah for the most part depending on what platform and what form of video you're doing yes you could definitely schedule that and put it out at whatever time you want, but again, you have to actually create the content first before you can think about scheduling and and planning. Listen, I've spent so much time in the past trying to plan out the perfect Instagram layout, making sure all three boxes are have a cool look and and <laughs> this here and that. And I will tell you, as fun as it may have been in the moment and how cool it looked, at the end of the day, it was pointless, and it. Oh, something always changed. So just be careful about that.
1: Yeah. And I, I want to ask you and we'll be at the end. I want you to tell us how people can find your website. And, you know, you have the five ways to grow your real estate business with video guide that you're giving to people for free, which is very generous of you for For listeners out there that that get so stuck in like, what should I even talk about? If there's listeners that are like, OK, well, if I had two or three things that to record 60 second videos about, I would what are like some things that realtors should be like, go record these videos right now for 60 seconds. What would they be?
0: Well, they're in the guide. So people are going to want that later. Uh, There you go. uh, That's your little cliffhanger. No, um, but a big one. And this is so easy. This is so easy. Now that you have this, this seed that's going to be planted, it should come to you right away. FAQs. Yes. Frequently asked questions. What are you getting asked all the time? And do a video on that. What's the question? What's the answer? Boom, you're done. Now, for those who are thinking, okay, well, I don't really know what the question is, because now I got to think too much about what client A, B, and C, and D have asked me in the past. Okay, so let's back up for a second. Who did you just work with? Or maybe are in talks with? Yeah what is one question that just came up? Great. Let's answer that. Boom. Your video's done. Well, Ed, you know, I, I'm kind of in the between right now. I don't really know what question they asked. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't paying attention. Um, I need to listen closer next time. Okay. Okay. Let's take a step back again then and go to YouTube, find whoever you follow anybody in real estate, just go find somebody on in YouTube. Go check out one of their videos and look in the comments. What question is being asked? Oh, that's
1: that's so good. Yeah.
0: There's your question. Now go answer it on a video.
1: Yeah, I think, too. And one, I'll I mean, I asked the question, but I'll like I think people love stories. And we've talked about this when we connected. So even if your video is like, I encourage my membership. Hey, why are you a realtor? record a 60 second of why you're a realtor because people love stories and they love connecting with stories. And so if you give them the like, this is why I'm a realtor story, you become more human and more
0: personable to them. Is that right? Exactly. Yes. That's the key. That's the importance of being present on video. It's allowing your audience to find you to get to know, like, and trust you before they ever reach out to you. Before the pandemic, it was uh, quoted that there's probably like 97% of people would go online to search for you before they ever reached out. I'm going to say it's 99% by now, if not 99.9%. Yeah. And they're going to want to see who you are and get an idea. And it, they may spend four seconds checking you out. They may spend five hours, depending on their schedule and what they're trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. But your goal is to... Be as present as possible online. And that doesn't mean that you actually have to spend 24 7 in front of your computer doing that. That's the beauty of video and allowing yourself to record videos that you can then share out and then allow the videos to work for you even when you're sleeping. That's the beauty of it. So don't get too caught up in all the other things that come along with video, especially because from the past we're, we're, Condition to think, you know, there's a lot of editing that's involved, production, people, high-end stuff. Listen, there's a time and a place for that, maybe, sure, still. Mm. Um, but we're talking about how do you continuously show up for your audience online and and attract the right people as well as repel the right people because yeah. not everyone is going to be your client, and you're not going to want to work with everyone, so. That's really the beauty of video. And I will tell you, it does wonders for your confidence and just making you stand out, not only online, but in your local market, too. Because yes, people do recognize you and they do see you. One of my clients, she was like, oh, my gosh, I've been meeting so many people and they're like treating me like a rock star. Like they're oh, I see your your lives all the time and I love yeah. your show. And that's what we want right that's the cool thing about it and it's just from her showing up on video when, i say in case, once a month.
1: yeah i say this often even in like the podcasting world because i think everyone should have a podcast because even as i look uh-huh. at it right now even as i look at it in the, right now in the last seven days over a hundred and so, you know a hundred and something people have heard individual people have heard my podcast that's not a hundred and seven lit like they've Who knows? They might listen to 100 episodes. They might listen to five in the last week, whatever it is. But imagine you being able to have 100 people listen to you for free like that's that's why I do this. And so the video thing is so great because it's like imagine that you could have a Starbucks meeting with your entire community. That's what a video is if they find you now. Like if they find you, you just had a meeting with them and they got to know you without them having to book a meeting, and it lets you meet and have opportunities with more and more people.
0: Yes, and I will tell you, I've had even personally, I've had clients who found me through a Facebook video from two years ago. And I didn't do any special optimizing, by the way. Like, that's a whole nother ball game, right? Like this was just a, a live video that they saw, it was still relevant, and they're like Oh my gosh i just saw this video yes you're the person that i need to speak with let's book a call that's what i'm talking about and again let's not get caught up in the vanity metrics the views the likes the shares the comments of course all of that can be great it's awesome it gives us that adrenaline rush we're like yay me but at the end of the day we just need to show up deliver our information ideally through video for the most part and engage with whoever engages with us. Yeah. When we do that consistently, we will get that return on that investment. And it's most likely not going to be in the comments on that post, in the shares or the views. People watch us. They're what I call our secret followers. And mm-hmm. they're constantly watching us. And most of the time, the people that do business with you or at least reach out to you, are the people that never engage with your content, ever. And you're like, wait, where have you been? Why haven't you done this?
1: That is so funny that you say that because I feel like most of the time, so I've again, a good majority of my business has been through social media. And most of the time, it's not the people that like and comment on it all the time. It's, I mean, I remember specifically two different instances, one where the person, basically both, had been following my stuff, not liked hearted thumbs up anything frowned anything for two years. And then they're like, hey, we've been watching your stuff. We'd like help. We need a realtor. Can you help us? And I'm like. You could have liked my post, so I knew you cared, but it doesn't matter, right? We get so caught up in like, oh, how many likes? It does not matter. It's just about getting in front of people. So, dude, this is this is all so good. I feel like we could go on for days because the wisdom here is so good, but I love to kind of, as we kind of wrap up our time, I love to ask, take us to a point. Now, this could be starting the video stuff. This could be Apple. It could be a previous business that you had that we didn't even get into. Like, take us to a point where you've dealt with like some adversity and been in a tough situation, um, a period of transition or whatever. What what would be a piece of advice you wish you could give that version of yourself?
0: To trust your gut. You really... Trust your gut. Sorry. So tell us
1: the situation. So tell us. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. So my first business was a magazine and it was uh, one that was close to my heart because I wanted to work in publishing and I couldn't move to New York to work at Men's Health. So I decided, why not just start one here in my hometown here in California? And so I did. And I went full on with it. I didn't know how to start a magazine. I read a book and probably 50 pages later, I started the magazine out of that book. So (laughs) I just rolled with it. And it was a print magazine, by the way. So it was print and online. And it was great. We did events. We had a lot of coverage. We did four issues. It was fantastic. About two years into it, I decided that I needed to make a decision. Was I going to continue with this fun project and figure out how to make money from it? Or was I going to close it up and let it be the experience it was. So I had to trust my gut and I had to have, again, a a really hard talk with myself about closing the business and putting it in a box, which is still in my garage, and being okay with that. And knowing that at any point in time, I could always bring that back if I wanted to and if there was a demand for it in the market, right? And so that same feeling carried over into when I started this business. And when I decided that I had to go into video, I knew it, people were telling me, but again, you have to trust your gut and you have to give yourself that permission to be able to start. That was the thing. And in some cases to stop, stop what you're doing or at least shift. Right. And that's the biggest thing that we've learned even through COVID is that we have to be flexible. If we weren't before we are now, and we have to be okay with that and be able to shift with that especially with what's going on in the market these days.
1: Yeah. Good stuff, man. And then and maybe the advice here is just do videos. But like for realtors out there that feel frustrated, that feel stressed, that feel like, oh, I, I don't I don't have any business. I, I haven't made any money or now oh, the market is starting to shift. And it's not, you know, the seller's market. We saw a year and a half, year, year and a half ago. What would be a piece of advice for them?
0: Find a teacher. That teacher, again, has different labels, coach, whatever, but find a teacher that works with you to help you look at what's going on in your business right now. What have you been doing? What haven't you been doing? Where are you spending your time? What platforms are you on? Maybe you shouldn't be on. Like, There's a lot that goes into it, and that's all going to be part of what I call your video journey because that all ties into how you're gonna show up and where you're gonna show up and what content you're gonna share, right? And so really being able to take that time to pause and get guided through that is gonna be huge because that's what's gonna lay the solid foundation for you moving forward in whatever you do, but especially video. And again, record your videos. I don't even care if you're at that stage right now where you're recording videos and you're just saving them to your phone. You're not even sharing them online. That's okay. If that's the stage you're at, yeah. perfect. Again, we're building the habit, so really be sure to take a step in the right direction and just keep moving forward.
1: Man, I, the, all of that is good, but I love the last piece of like being okay with people are at. Like, hey, record your videos. So, so I'm I'm even going to push people a little more. Like, here's a challenge: record a video for the next seven days. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. The next seven days, you record one. And if you don't post it, that's okay. but at least record them. Don't delete them. Save them in your phone and there will be a time where you're like, I should post that video. It's so funny because when you talked earlier about like, oh, they can make videos about FAQs just today, someone said to me, like, can I ask you a dumb question? And there's never really a dumb question, right? So I'm like, yes. And they're like, so what is equity in my house? Is equity in my house just what I paid and and the balance or is like, Equity, like, would what the house is worth now be included? I'm like, no. And, like, especially if you're looking at like a home equity line of credit, the equity yeah. is included, and in, like what you've earned, you know, how the price has gone up over the last few years. But that's something that I'm like, oh my goodness, clients probably don't know that. I need to record a video about that. So,
0: yes, and that's the beauty of it. And here, here's another thing just to play on that for a second, because now you got me fired up. So, with that. It would be easy for you to go type out a blog post, right? Or an email or, or text message, whatever. Bring it to life with video. So I just want to emphasize that for listeners because that might be where they're like, oh, but maybe I'll just write something about that. No, bring it to life with video. Again, layer it on top of whatever you are already doing. Yep. And then for those who are listening, they're like, "Ooh, that's a good question. I wish I could do that with my video. Well, hello, you could. Yes, you're both realtors. Yes, it's the same question guess what? You have different audiences.
1: Different audiences. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. And, and I mean, here's the thing. There's 1500 realtors here in Lancaster, PA in my county. But I, I firmly believe, and I butcher, I butcher this all the time, but I firmly believe a rising tide rises all boats. So if you're having yes. success with video in your business, and I have, good for you, and I hope I have success too. But like, I hope we all improve. So that's, I mean, and that is a good point. You don't have to, I mean, I've got people in my membership in Lancaster County and I'm like, you can do what I do. I don't care. Like, I, I'm not offended. Like, I'm here to teach. So.
0: Exactly. See, and that's the thing teamwork equals success. That's it. We all want to be successful. We want to all get to the top together because it's so much more enjoyable when we can do it as a team versus by ourselves, which you can't do it by yourself. And I
1: think you feel better too. Even if a realtor is selling in Lancaster, good. I, I hope they do. I hope they're all having success, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Good stuff, man. Hey, thank you so much for your time. So as we close out, Tell us where we can get the, you know, five ways to grow your real estate video guide. And I'll make sure I include all the notes in the show notes. Tell people where they can connect with you if they're interested in connecting and just follow what you're doing and your journey.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I hope uh, anybody listening to this at least gives me a shout out, like message me on my website, uh, edtroxel.com. It's where everything is at for you and should be simplified for you as well. There's a video chat. So you can send me a video and practice, uh, and say hello. You heard, heard me on the podcast. And um, for the free guide, it's going to be right there on the homepage. But if you want a direct link, you can just go to com forward slash five videos for agents. That's the number five videos for agents, and it will be right there as well.
1: Dude, thank you so much. Seriously, what you're doing and help how you're helping people in the real estate and entrepreneurial space just with videos and growing over their fear of being on video, I think is huge, and I think it's much needed. So thank you for all you're doing. Congratulations on your success and thanks for being on the show today.
0: Thank you so much for having me and good luck, everyone. Go out there and record your videos.
1: Thanks so much, man. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode and interview with Ed Troxel. I hope you guys really enjoyed it and got a lot out of it. I know I certainly did. Ed is amazing and it's been very impressive to watch what he's built and how he helps realtors get more comfortable on video. So as we close out today, a few of my takeaways that I'll share with you. I love how he kind of just, you know, at the beginning acknowledged the reservations people have about video. And that's always, you know, that they're afraid of being on camera or, you know, they don't like how they look or they don't know what to say or do. And so I love how he just teaches people, right, to just start where they are, make simple steps, and go from there, right? Don't complicate it. Don't get a gimbal. Don't get lighting. Just use what you have in your hand. Use the iPhone or whatever phone you're walking away with. Another big takeaway for me in this episode was how he said to just not worry about the numbers and to just show up and show up as yourself. I know that. Guys, and remember, I've produced content for over three years, especially on social media with real estate, and it is hard not to get caught up in the likes and the numbers and the comments. And the point is basically like it does not matter. The people that like you and know, like and trust you, you know, they're going to do business with you. And this, you know, using video to help your business will help you reach those people So just encouraging you to, you know, show up and show up as yourself. Again, he he talked later about, you know, starting and starting where you are and finding what works for you. I think for all of you in your real estate business, whether it be, you know, video like we talked about on this podcast or using social media or whatever it is, just start where you are. Don't overthink it. Just get started. I love the example of, you know... Going to the gym and first you go to the gym and you just drive there and you sit in the parking lot and then the next day you go inside, right? And then the next day you start to work out, right? You know, creating those habits over a few weeks, right? Consistently showing up as yourself and being there starts a habit. And so even though it seems kind of silly, hey, driving to the gym and sitting in the car or driving to the gym and going inside but not working out, I think it's a great lesson of just starting that habit and that's the same thing you really need to do with video. I loved the advice to realtors talking about things that he, you know, recommended is find a teacher, someone willing to work with you and someone who can help you and who has gone before you and done it. I would definitely take that to heart. And then I think to close out You know, that piece of advice to realtors, like record videos for seven straight days and leave them in your phone. And I think, again, that just starts the habit of using video more in your business to create success. So I was inspired by Ed's episode for sure and his journey. I certainly want to get better in this aspect of of my business, which is why I had him on the show and I knew it would be helpful for all of you. So I hope you guys really enjoyed this episode with Ed. I hope you will check out his website. And, you know, start doing video. If I can be a resource or help you at all with this, please let me know. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you guys on our next episode.
0: Thanks for listening to The Real Estate Survival Guide. If you enjoyed this episode, we would appreciate it if you'd leave us a review on iTunes. It helps others discover the show. Thank you so much, and we will see you on the next episode.